Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. On the Scoot on the Air Rock Culture calendar, on this day in 2019, this was the number one song in America for the first time. And it was released before that, but this was the first time it hit number one. And it has been a Christmas favorite for a long time. I love this song because it reminds me of the end of the movie, Love Actually, which is one of my favorite movies and certainly my favorite Christmas movie. But, you know, this is a classic, and, you know, I, I know a lot of people are just kind of tired of hearing it. We did a quick text off earlier. Let's do another quick text off right now. Do you love this song or do you hate it? Just text love or hate to the Oak and Heart text line, 504-260-1870. We did that with Wonderful Christmas Time by, by Paul McCartney last hour, and uh, love won out. More people loved it than hate. Only a few people hated it. More people loved it. Let's, let, let's check out this song, though, because I, I think it's a good Christmas song. Tired of hearing it? Yeah, maybe, but it's a good Christmas song. Do you love it or do you hate it? The Open Heart Jewelers text line 504-260-1870. Just text love or hate and we'll give you the results of that uh, coming up. All right, so you've heard in the news that Louisiana's population is shrinking and other southern states are growing. We have a little problem here. We can't seem to keep people here. And it's um, a matter of economics. Simply put, people can make more money elsewhere, so they move and they go elsewhere. And so our new governor, Jeff Landry, I hope will, will attack this and will address the issue. And, and, you know, the governor can't do it alone, but I would hope that there are going to be some efforts to try to not only attract people, but just keep people here. You know, people moving away. It's, it's, it's not good when your state uh, decreases in, in, in population. And it's uh, significant enough to, um, uh, to, to notice. Also, I thought this was a really sad story in the news. Do you remember um, NFL running back uh, Derek Ward? Remember him? He's 43 years old now, and he's from Southern California. And this is really sad. Um, Derek Ward, I mean, he was, uh, he was big news. Um, he, um, he helped the Giants win the Super Bowl. He was caught this week allegedly robbing gas stations and other businesses in the Los Angeles area. I mean, you know, not everybody takes care of the money they have. And he was um, caught allegedly robbing gas stations and, and businesses. And that's just, it's really, it's really sad. Now, he did not use a gun, but apparently he did uh, make threats of physical violence or something like that. But anyway, I'm sorry to hear that. I don't want to get into this today, but we're going to talk about this after Christmas. There is a new bill being introduced by lawmakers that would make Chick-fil-A 
open for business on Sundays. Now, a little background here. Chick-fil-A is, is owned by Christians. Chick-fil-A is a very Christian-based business. They, they serve everybody. They serve heathens like me, but it's a very Christian-based uh, business. And you know, they make one hell of a grilled chicken sandwich with pickles, a little bit of mayonnaise, lettuce, and tomato. Mm, I love that. So they're closed on Sundays because um, Sunday's day to go to church. And so their choice is, even though they can make more money, their choice is to, just to close on Sundays. Uh, but a, a New York lawmaker is going to introduce legislation that would require companies on highways that provide food and transportation facilities to remain open seven days a week. And that would mean Chick-fil-A. Well, what other business is not open? I mean, it seems like this is targeting Chick-fil-A. And I, I think that's unfair. And at any stop where there's a Chick-fil-A, it's, it's not like there's one fast food place there. You know, if you're on the highway driving, it's not that there's one fast food place there. There's a bunch of fast food places there. And so, I, you know, I think if Chick-fil-A wants to close on Sunday because of their religious beliefs, they have a right to do it. But we'll, we'll get into that another day. And look, I want to remind you, our show ends at 3 o'clock today because that is the beginning of our pregame coverage with Mike Dettelier and Charlie Long for the Bet 365 first take. And then at 5 o'clock, it's the countdown to kickoff live from Manning's in the Warehouse District. And Bobby Bear, Steve Geller will be joined by Archie Manning. And I can't wait to hear Bobby Bear and Archie Manning on the air together. That is going to be an epic moment in radio. And you could go there and see them live. And Manning's is a great place to watch your, to watch your game. And then at uh, 7.15... Turn your TV down, sync up the home team, and they'll be doing that at Manning's and hear uh, Mike Hoss and Deuce McAllister. And then following that, it's the Chirac Point After with the Cajun Cannon, Saints and Rams, primetime Thursday night football right here on WWL. If you want to join us with a comment, the Okinawa Jewelers talk and text line is 504-260-1870. Let's go to uh, Duncan, who's in Denham Springs. Hey, Duncan, welcome to the show. Hey, good afternoon, Scoot. Good afternoon. Um, I know you have a, a wealth of knowledge. Uh, I that, it's not, I'm not that wealthy with knowledge. Also, <laughs> very good. Um, but just driving around during the season uh, and putting different radio stations on, catching, you know, a broadcast, um, there's a song out there, you know, the oldies, like you know, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Bing Crosby, they, they all got, they're all in there. But Ray Charles has that Spirit of Christmas song. And actually, it was featured in Christmas Vacation. And I hardly ever hear it in a rotation. And I, and I think about it over the years, and I don't hear it very much. And I was wondering if that was what that, why that even was, if, if, if my analysis was wrong or just I just missed it. No, or, you're, you know. you're right. And as soon as you said Christmas Vacation, I, I remembered the song. I'm going to try and find it, and, and we're going to try and play it. But you're right. Okay. That is a great Christmas song, and I don't think you're mistaken, Duncan. I, I, I don't think it's in, in hot rotation because I haven't heard it outside of the, the, the movie. Yeah, and it's, it's a beautiful song with a beautiful sentiment, and it's just... Uh... Yeah, it just doesn't come, you know, come around a lot. Now that was the scene anyway, where I, that was the scene where um, where um, Griswold was in the in the attic, right? Yeah, Chevy Chase. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, Sparky was in the attic and yeah. reminiscing, and I, and it was playing along. No, don't you go falling in love with that because we're going to take it with us when we leave next month. Funny movie. Funny movie. Very good. All right, Duncan. A uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, thanks for calling. Let's go to uh, Terry and Slidell. Hey, Terry. Uh, good afternoon, Scoot. Good afternoon. 
Merry Christmas to you. Same to you. You know, my wife sits at home. She watches all these Lifetime Christmas movies. Everybody, oh, happy and gay, and everybody's you know, good time. That's the only one real Christmas movie out there where everybody gets in an argument, burns down the house. <laughs> what? That's Christmas Vacation, man. That's the real. That's a real Christmas movie. That I, I would agree with you. It's 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 realistic because you know sometimes there sometimes Christmas can be a mess. And it's kind of nice to watch that because you realize that that maybe uh, your Christmas is not the only mess. No, I mean, I, my wife, she, oh, all these happy, you know, this couple they meet and they, you know, they singing and they, the snow and and Christmas vacation. That that's a real one, man. Because the yeah. family comes over and they argue the whole time. The turkey blows up, the, lights <laughs> the tree on fire, the squirrel. Gets, I mean, that's real. I mean, that's real life. Well, I'm not no. Uh, you're right, and you know, look. I see those uh, Hallmark Channel and uh, Lifetime Movie Network uh, movies about Christmas, and they're just so sappy. I, I can't even watch them. I mean, oh, I, I love oh, the I movie just, Love Actually, and some would argue that's a little sappy, but I can't I can't take those uh, made-for-TV Christmas movies. Whole time. My wife sits there watch them. Another great Christmas movie is uh, Lethal Weapon and... Uh, and Die Hard. I mean, they, they happen at Christmas time. Well, you know that we have that uh, we have that uh, question every year. Uh, does a movie have to be? Does a movie have to be about Christmas for it to be a Christmas movie, like Lethal Weapon and and, and Die Hard? People say no. Those are those yeah, are Christmas both. movies. What Gremlin? Gremlins yeah. is that a, a Christmas movie because it takes place at Christmas? I'm going to talk about that a little bit more tomorrow because it's something that comes up uh, every year. Terry, I'm glad you called the show. Very Merry Christmas. Let's go to Mac and Kenner. Hey Mac, welcome to the show. Yeah, Scoot. I, I almost drove off the road yesterday when I heard you play Backdoor Santa, and it was by the Black Crows. <laughs> I didn't even know. The Black Crows did a version of that song. That, and I promised Coleman I'd keep this clean. That's a very cheeky old rhythm and blues song from back in the day. And it just shocked me to know that the Black Crows, and Clarence Carter actually wrote and, and did that song, I think around 69. Or Is that right? See, I didn't, know, I didn't know it was a cover. I just discovered it by, the, by the Black Crows. It's, well, there are a lot of songs like that, but uh, Pat Boone made a fortune doing that. But anyway, I digress. Uh, the gentleman who called just before made me think about something. There's just a classic list of old rhythm and blues Christmas songs that you hardly ever hear anymore. A few of them crossed over, you know, Charles Brown's Please Come Home for Christmas and maybe Silver Bells, and you'll hear them occasionally. But a lot of those songs seem to have just gotten lost, you know, over time. Temptation has had a bunch of great Christmas songs. And you just don't hear them. We used to hear them on what was then called, I guess, black radio. Yeah. You'd hear them you know, during the Christmas season, but uh, you just don't hear those songs anymore. Well, Mac, so. I love those old songs, and I, I you know, love yeah. uh, love R and B stuff. So I'm going to look up some of that stuff. And you, you know, you wonder if, if maybe newer Christmas songs replace those songs. And there's nothing wrong with the new songs, but we should never ignore the old classic songs. Yeah, and by the way, when Mariah Carey's song for Christmas comes up my wife starts hating that song probably around thanksgiving i wonder i mean why why do people she hate it because it. you hear it so much uh, she said it gets in her brain and she just doesn't want to oh. hear the song she hates it all right man. Around, around halloween she says i don't want to hear that song <laughs> <laughs> and if you're sick of a christmas song by halloween then you know it's played a little bit too much Speaking of which, the text off right now, it isn't, it's, it's very, very, very close. It's, it's a struggle, but so far people 
tend to love the Mariah Carey songs, but it's so close that he can switch either way before the next minute. All right, we're having a quick text off here. Uh, just text love or hate if you love or hate the Mariah Carey song. All I want for Christmas is you. And the Okinawa text line is 504-260-1870. Uh, let's go um, to left. Left, you're on WWL. Less. Whoa, less. Hey, less. That makes more sense. How you doing? Good, less. Yes. How about uh, the James Brown song, uh, Santa Claus Goes Straight to the Ghetto? I really like that one. You know what? No one I ever have, plays that. I've played that before. If I don't get to that today, I'm going to get to that tomorrow. I promise. Okay, good. I'll get it before Christmas. Great. All right. All right. Thanks, Les. Um, if you want to join us, the Okinawa Jewelers Talk and Text Line, 504-260-1870. Did we, did we, did we find the, uh, the uh, you got the Clarence Carter? This is the original. Yesterday, we played a cover of this song, Backdoor Santa, by the Black Crows. I didn't know this, but apparently it was an original done by Clarence Carter. And here it is. It's about backdoor Santa. Yeah, when we, when we, when we hear about backdoor Santa, you know, he goes in the back door. That's what we're talking about. Not the other kind of backdoor Santa. This is better than that Black Crows version. I'm Scoot on the air, and we'll be back on WWL. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This was a song sent to me by one of our listeners, Thomas Smith. Christmas just ain't Christmas. Uh, Coleman is going to try to find that uh, Christmas song that Ray Charles sings that is featured in Christmas Vacation, the scene where Chevy Chase is in the uh, the attic reminiscing about uh, Christmas's past. And uh, if we find that, we're going to play that going into the next break. I really hate continuing this discussion, but but it is important that we continue it. And I hate talking about it because it goes against what I believe is very important, and that is doing all I can to promote the city of New Orleans. Walt Leger joins us. He is the president and CEO of New Orleans and Company. Walt, welcome to the show. Hey, Scoot. Thank you for having me, and uh, enjoyed listening to some of the Christmas songs with yeah, you. Appreciate that. Thanks. Uh, when was New Orleans and Company planning to announce that Dick Clark was not coming? There, uh, honestly, there wasn't any plan um, of an announcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the first that I heard of any kind of public discussion was just yesterday when this all kind of uh, popped up. We had um, we've we've been talking to Dick Clark for the last several years and um, largely surrounding uh, public subsidy and and how they pay for the production. Um, and so, you know, we. Um, we, we, there was no planning of an announcement. It just sort of uh, this this all kind of broke uh, in the last couple of days. Yeah. 
Well, I feel badly that um, the information that I received from a very credible source was that crime was mentioned as a reason for not being here. There are other factors involved as well, but when I was told that from this very credible source, somebody who was on the phone call, you know, I just, I guess I want to protect my my integrity that I would never just go on the air and, uh, and say something negative about New Orleans if it were not true. And so that's what I came to understand but I understand that it's it's you know you're paid a lot of money to to put the best face on on everything, and I'm not saying that what you're saying about this isn't true, like financial reasons and things like that. But you know you're a lot bigger than me, and it 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 it, it could be that uh, that that crime came up as as a possible issue. And as you say, there was no announcement, so you wouldn't necessarily bring that up. Well, look, Scoot, the last thing, the last reason that I want to be on the phone is to even discuss. Uh, what someone said or what your source said or what, you know, the reality is. I think you just hit the nail on the head. There are a lot of reasons why people make decisions. Every conversation that I ever had with them was about financial things. And I'm confident that if financially the state and the city were in a position to to fund this, that we would have found a way to do it, um, regardless of the public safety situation. But I thought this was a great opportunity to come spend some time with you and, and give some context to that public safety issue because you've been, as you said, a champion for the city, a promoter of the city, and you've, I think, rightfully raised concern and the alarm about public safety being a potential risk for the tourism industry in the city. And so um, we certainly deal with it with our customers. Uh, we don't shy away from it. We take it, you know, we just kind of go head on uh, with it. And we have candid conversations with them about how to ensure that when their convention conference or meeting is in town, that people can be safe. Uh, we we have formed and have a great partnership with NOPD. We respect them greatly. I think are um, pleased with the new leadership in place and, and look forward to ongoing partnerships with them. Um, I think your um, I think your comments at the beginning of this uh, segment on the complexity of what gets people to come do major events in our city and what sometimes prevents that is a worthy one and, and deserving of context beyond maybe the simplification of one thing being the reason why something doesn't happen. So I, I, I think this was just a chance to have that bigger contextual conversation. And I was happy to have this conversation, Walt. And, you know, as you know, I have never told people not to come to the city. And I have gone out of my way to, to talk about how I go to the city. And and when you look at the statistics of um, the things that happen compared to the people who come here and nothing happens, based on those statistics, no rational person would say, I'm not going to New Orleans. Right, right. I mean, look, there's there, uh, we know this. There are challenges in cities around the country. Um, uh, some cities more challenged than others. There are um, shortages in law enforcement around the country, across our state. You know, I think we're at a we're at a moment in time, though, where um, with some new leadership, with um, I think the city's renewed focus on multi-agency task forces, focusing on the most violent criminals and trying to get them off of the streets. Um, now potential partnership from the state through state police commitments and others. These are all really critical because groups are making decisions about coming to New Orleans, and we want them to continue to do it. In 2024, we've got incredible things happening. We've got the Rolling Stones coming, of course, for Jazz Fest. We've got the Bocuse d'Or International Cooking Competition that's never been in the United States before. They chose to come do that in New Orleans for the first time. Any city in, in the United States will have an opportunity to host it. 
um, we know we've got the Super Bowl around the corner and, um, and a great convention calendar. But there's no question, as you've referenced, there are complexities in how people make decisions about where to have their meetings and for our city to continue to be successful um, economically and, and to be a viable destination, we've got to continue to have this focus on how we keep the people of the city safe, our residents, you, me, and our, all of our neighbors and family and friends. And then, of course, what will follow from that is that those who choose to visit us will be safe as well. And so, you know, I commend you for, for raising the alarm on it and appreciate that voice um, reminding people how important it is. And, you know, again, we just feel... I think very fortunate to have great partners that we can work with to try to continue to promote the the safe environment for the people of, of New Orleans who live and work uh, here in our city every day and who have to be safe going in, to and from work uh, to be able to make this all work. You know, and, and recently I've talked about the, the the positive signs when it comes to crime, crime this this uh, this year compared to this time last year, and and crime in a lot of key categories, including homicides, is 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 way down. Carjacking way down. Car thefts are up, but that's um, one area that's not uh, not good. But, you know, I, I always try to put a positive spin on New Orleans. But, you know, there was a part of me that, um, you know, also had to be honest with the information that I had. But I am here from this point on, and I did it earlier in the show, and I do it every year. With or without Dick Clark, New Orleans is an incredible place to celebrate New Year's Eve. And to be quite frank, nobody's going to miss it. If you want to celebrate New Year's Eve in New Orleans— you're not going to miss Dick Clark not being here. You're still going to get an exciting celebration. Absolutely. we got the Pelicans game this year on New Year's Eve, of course, playing the Lakers. Uh, Sugar Bowl this year is going to be phenomenal. Yep. We're projecting in excess of 95% occupancy. I mean, two great teams from two great places. It's going to be a very exciting time to be in New Orleans. And, of course, uh, the holidays are always a nice time, and New Year's is, I think, particularly fun. So, yeah, to your point, there. This is going to continue to be such an attractive place, and you know they um, they, they will continue to do what they're doing in other in other locations, and so will other cities. But ultimately, we this is another reminder. You know, resources are are scarce. You've got to make investments in the best way that you think you can to be able to drive visitorship to the city. Um, other places have more significant resources, and sometimes that wins out. That wins out sometimes when it comes to Final Fours and when it comes to Super Bowls and when it comes to other things that we love to host in our community. It's why it's so important that we continue to have support for reinvesting in the Superdome, renovations, reinvesting in the convention center, ensuring that we can eventually develop a headquarters hotel over near the convention center because that's what keeps us competitive with other cities who are making billions of dollars of investments to try to take business away from us, frankly. Yeah, there are some hotels near the convention center, but if you think about it, there's not, uh, well, the, the Hilton's very nearby, but there are not a lot of hotels that are massive hotels right uh, right across from the convention center. Yeah, we've got to find a way to develop a headquarter hotel over there. Every other city we're competing with has one. The Hilton has served as a headquarter in many ways, but it's almost a mile away from some sections of the convention center. And mm-hmm. so, um, again, the Sheraton and, and Marriott service headquarter type hotels for major events, but developing one there while nine other nine, ten other cities across the country are making similar investments. Um, that's something I think we've got to you know crack the nut on in coming months and, and years um, so that we can continue to host these twenty five thousand person uh, conferences when we bring in hematologists or cardiologists or any of these other associations that mean so much to the small businesses 
of the city of New Orleans and the surrounding areas as well. Well, let's also mention that the convention center is miles away from the convention center as well. You could enter at one point and you're, you're yeah, miles right. away it's from the, the, from the rest of it. It's the longest one out there, no question. Um, it's the longest one out there. So finding a way to move forward there is, I think, an important step in the next couple of years. Well, how much was money involved in Vegas um, wanting to steal this away from New Orleans to promote the sphere? Yeah, so, you know, I don't know what kind of deal that, that Vegas was able to make, but Vegas is certainly one of those destinations that almost has a limitless budget. Yeah. Um, you know, here it was a seven-figure um, subsidy. And so, you know, my appreciation is they've been working with Vegas for a while now, and I don't think they intend to necessarily be anywhere else in the cent- in the central time zone um, this year. And so – that's kind of been the thing, having something on the West Coast, having something on the East Coast, and then trying to have something in the central time zone. Mm-hmm. You know, there are other stations that have made investments in the central time zone as well, which has made it more competitive. Um, there's the landscape's ever changing. And, you know, the media business is it's about money. You know, I mean, the media uh, business thrives on being able to generate revenue off of sponsorships and uh, commercials and everything else. And I think um we recognize that we can't always financially compete with everyone. We think we overcome that with our charm, with the incredible people that we have in the city and just the most you know, unique culture and opportunities to celebrate um, that exist anywhere. But financially, um, a place like Vegas tends to win the day if it comes down to pure finances. You know, you go to Vegas and, and you just look around and obviously money is no object. They're printing it. They're printing it. <laughs> yeah. Walt, I respect what you do, and I respect New Orleans and Company, and I, I have you. always been such a great supporter of the city and, and things coming here, and I will continue to be that supporter. I just had to be honest that day with the information that I had, but I, I, I respect the other factors that are, are involved in this, and I appreciate you um, wanting to come on the show and ha- let us having a conversation about this. Thank you, and I, I respect and appreciate everything you do as well, and, and uh, I hope we'll um, have opportunity to, to get together again soon. All right. Have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Same to you. Walt Lachey is the President and CEO of uh, New Orleans and Company. Uh, Walt, thanks for being with us. All right, if you want to join us with a comment this afternoon, the Okinawa Jewelers Talk and Text Line is 504-260-1870. Well, Coleman found it. This is the song uh, a caller just a few minutes ago referenced. This is a song from the movie Christmas Vacation, and this is the part where Chevy Chase's character is is in the attic reminiscing about Christmas's past. And he, the caller was right. This is a Christmas song. It's a great Christmas song. You just don't hear very often. And I don't know why. But we're playing it here going to break. So we'll listen to a little bit of this. I'm Scoot. And we'll be back on WWL. That is a holiday rock by Neon Trees. I'm Scoot on the air. Um, I'm going to find this song. Uh, I've, I've played it before. We don't have it uh, today, but I'm going to play it tomorrow while we're live at uh, Perfume Headquarters. The James Brown uh, Christmas, uh, uh, Santa Claus Goes to the Ghetto or, or something like that. I've, I've played it before. What is, what is the name of it? Yeah, Santa Claus Goes Straight to the Ghetto. I think I have it. Okay. Well, you know what? I don't know if we're going to, we're not going to have time to get into it today, but um, okay. Yeah, we'll uh, do it going into the next break. No, no. Let's save it. For yeah, let's save it for tomorrow. Save it for tomorrow because I want to get people psyched for the game with uh, what we have. Uh, what we have coming up. Hey, listen. Tomorrow, Santa Claus is going to be in the studio with Neil Norman. Santa Claus, he's going to be here. You got kids? You got grandkids? Get them around the radio and write down this number and get your kids to call up and ask Santa Claus. They can talk directly to Santa Claus. 
And this is going to be a treat for them. And they can ask Santa Claus what they want for Christmas. The number is 504-260-1870. 504-260-1870. That's tomorrow from 10 to 1. Santa Claus will be in the studio with Newell Norman. All right, let's go to a Coleman with a few of your text messages. All right, well, not everybody's having a Merry Christmas, Scoot. Uh-oh. This one says, Scoot, I am so nervous about the Saints that I had diarrhea today. Oh, thanks was, for sharing that. <laughs> it was even worse. It was while it happened while I was in my Santa suit at the no! office Christmas party. No. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to show my face at work again. Well, it's not your face you have to worry about. Listen, I, you know, I, I love when our listeners share with us when they have diarrhea. It, it, this is, it's that kind of a personal show, you know, where people want to... Share those things with us. All right. This text says, this is from uh, Frank in Long Island. Let's put Taysom Hill in the game, in the red zone, and as defensive tackle. By the legs, we can't lose. You know, I wish I was at Manning's watching it, but I'll be in the sports bar in Long Island. That's cool. You know what I noticed at, at games? You know, when they, when, they, when they make the announcement, number 78 is an eligible receiver. They never throw the ball to the eligible receiver. I mean, have you ever noticed that? I, I mean, have noticed They make this big announcement. Number 68 is an eligible receiver. Well, they never throw the ball. So it, it'd be really crazy if one day they did because I'm sure it would uh, freak the other team out because they, they never do that. And let me also mention this. Thursday Night Football is, is on Amazon Prime. If you don't have Amazon Prime, the game is going to be on Channel 6, WDSU-TV, tonight. And if you watch the game, sync up the radio with... Haas and Deuce, and listen to them call the game. This text says, My family watches Christmas Vacation every year. It never gets old. That and Home Alone, of course. I, well, I, you know, I haven't seen Home Alone in a while, but I do watch Christmas Vacation every every year, and it's one of those movies that I think is, is funny, even if it's not Christmas time. And I love when the, uh, the couple next door, uh, Todd and Margot, Todd and Margot, this bushy couple next door, when... Um, when uh, he's got Clark has the, the chainsaw and the and the, the tree and it's a giant tree and the, and and Todd says um, where are you going to put that Griswold and he says bend over and I'll show you he says how dare you talk to me like that he says I wasn't talking to you oh I mean it's a, <laughs> it's a fun it's a fun movie oh right, you got one more yeah a couple more um, this one just says Walt what a class man. Yeah, I'm glad we talked to Walt Lachey. I'm, I'm glad he wanted to come on, and I'm glad we had that, that conversation. And so, you know, there's no need to reminisce that because my goal is to promote New Orleans. Um, I'm also into, um, you know, being honest about things, but I am here to promote the city of New Orleans, and that comes from my heart. So let's just talk about what a great celebration New Year's Eve is in New Orleans and leave it at that. And finally, the results. After I announced uh, that the loves and the hates were kind of at odds with each other for that Mariah Carey All I Want for Christmas song, yeah, the hates just poured in <laughs> back to back to back to back. So, yeah, it seems like the large majority of the audience does not like Mariah Carey. And this text says, I'm tired of it, I'm, of, of most Christmas music, except for uh, Please Come Home for Christmas by Charlie Brown or the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, you know, John Bon Jovi does a, a good job with that song as well. Yeah, um, we'll play a lot of Christmas music uh, tomorrow. We're going to be live at Perfume Headquarters uh, in Harvey at 2034 Woodmere. And uh, it, it, whether you can show up or, or tune in, uh, we'll have a lot of fun uh, tomorrow afternoon with a lot of great uh, Christmas music. Um, so our audience did a quick text off, two quick text off, said they hate All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey, but they loved Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney.
All right, getting ready for the Saints tonight. Look, I'm feeling good, but the Saints have to come out ready to play. And to fans, sometimes it seems like the Saints are not ready to play. They're not in sync, and they're predictable at the beginning of the game. The beginning of the game sets the tone quite often for the game. And so let's see what happens tonight. It's up to the Saints. If they want to be a playoff team, they can be a playoff team, but they need to prove it on the field. It's going to be a tough game. And if the Saints don't win tonight, I, I, I just think the only thing we can expect is that they, they put on a great performance. But I do hope they win. We'll be back on WWL. Saints and the Rams. Yes! I am so ready. I can't wait to get stuff done after the show and get home and just get ready for the game. And some of you are going out to watch it with a crowd in your favorite place. Go Saints. We've got to have a lot of positive energy for the Saints, and uh, let's hope they win. We'll talk about what happened in the game uh, tomorrow afternoon. Both teams are 7-7, seven and seven, and they both, uh, they both need the win. All right, we will have a lot to talk about from Perfume Headquarters tomorrow, and uh, I'll do the annual Twas the Night Before Christmas. Um, I'll do that live from Perfume Headquarters. I want to thank our Program Director and Brand Manager, Diane Newman, Market Manager, Kevin Cassidy, Assistant Program Director and Brand Manager, and Senior Producer of Scoot on the Air, Ian Hoke. Uh, studio studio, um, studio producer, Coleman. That Does a guy. great job, Coleman. Thank you so much. I want to thank um, Ian Ozan for news and Dave Brennan for traffic. And thank you for being part of the show. I'm Scoot. Merry Christmas. Love you, New Orleans. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 